are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to who? Always wonderful host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account at LockedOnDimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Now, on today's podcast, got a whole bunch to talk about. We got to, of course, talk about last night's loss to the Dodgers. Madison Baumgartner exits early. We'll talk about that game. We'll talk about Corbin Martin and what can we expect from him on the major league level. And then finally, we'll just wrap up the pod. With the state of the D-backs right now, how they've been doing recently. But first, this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts a car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Now, let's jump right into last night's game because the D-backs, it was not a good game to watch last night. The offense was quiet, and Bumgarner, he was shaky last night. It was not the same Bumgarner that we've been seeing recently, who's been on a tear, who over the last five starts has been doing something historic that we haven't seen since 1915 with Pete Alexander. But last night, not the best Bumgarner that we've seen uh, so far this season. Uh, he, He was definitely shaky. His command was not on the same level that it usually is most nights. He was only able to make it through four innings, and that wasn't just because of his play, of course. If you watched last night's game, Madison Bumgarner left the game early with, uh, it seems like, a potential injury. The D-backs haven't placed Bumgarner on the injured list or anything like that, but Whenever you see a pitcher come out the game early, that's never a good sign. You never want to see that from the guy you, you're also paying the most money to of anyone on the roster. And this is what Madison Baumgartner had to say after the game last night. I don't know if I would call it pain, maybe discomfort. It was just tight. It's just something that's there, but that's definitely not usually there. And you're not dealing with it. I think it affected my command a little bit, really. But it's hard to say. It just seems that way. It's definitely it definitely had some of my attention. And you could kind of see that when Madison Bumgarner on the mound last night. You couldn't really tell that he was in pain, but there was definitely something off with Madison Bumgarner. That command, that crisp command that we saw over the last five starts, it just wasn't there last night. He had four walks and four innings. He was uh, running up the counts. We saw some, uh, definitely more three-ball counts, two-ball counts than we've seen recently. He was falling behind hitters a lot more quickly. That's not something we saw from Madison Bumgarner in the last five starts. He, in the bottom of the second, he gave up a home run to Will Smith, a leadoff home run. Uh, when a couple guys got on base, he gave up that single to Albert Pujols. There were just things that were uncharacteristic Madison Baumgartner, at least from 
from what we saw the last five starts. And he talked to Tori Lovello. Uh, he, he actually notified the trainers before the game that he was feeling a little off. And then after Tori Lovello got word of it, he thought it was silly just to keep him out there. So that's when Caleb Smith came in. But still, despite not looking that great, Madison Bumgarner still was able to muster 80 pitches and only gave up two earned runs off two hits. So it wasn't, it was really because of the command and the walk issues that it wasn't the same Madison Bumgarner last night. Still able to pick up uh, five Ks, but Caleb Smith came in. He did his job. He looked good. Joe Mantipoli, he looked good last night as well. Taylor Clark, unfortunately, gave up an earned run. But the real story of this game, or Madison Bumgarner is the story of this game, but the side story of this game is the lack of offense and them not being able to produce in big moments. Last night with runners in scoring position, they were just one for six, more strikeouts than walks, seven Ks to just six walks, and they had an opportunity in the top of the fourth. They had bases loaded, just one out. This is the this is the golden goose, as people like to say. This is your chance to, you know, potentially tie up the game. You're down one run at that time, or excuse me, you're actually down two runs at that time because of the pool hole single, the bottom of third. So you had bases loaded, one out. Nick Ahmed comes uh, striding to the plane. What does he do? He strikes out. You just can't do that if you're Nick Ahmed. And then what happens after Nick Ahmed? We get a fly out by Tim LaCastro. Uh, once you get that strikeout by Nick Ahmed and it becomes two outs, I just automatically assume you're not going to get anything out the inning because that's just always bad juju and bad omen. And I knew that was going to be the fork uh, fork in the road moment during this game. I knew once the D-backs didn't score there, this was not going to be their night. And they were going to lose this game. And that ended up proving to be true. Now, they had another opportunity late in the game. It was top of the eighth. They were actually able to pick up a, a one run here because of an Escobar single that scored Haven Smith. But with first and third and two outs, uh, the D-backs had a chance. Domingo Leba was up at the plate. He hit a rocket off the bat, but Justin Turner made a great defensive play and was able to save the inning and save the game for the LA Dodgers. And that was pretty much the story of the game right there. The D-backs had a little bit of noise as well in the top of the ninth, but didn't really get anything done there. And so the D-backs now fall to 18 and 24. They're now six games below 500. And let's see if we could pull up the standings real quick because the D-backs are falling quickly. And I, as I'm doing this podcast at 6.25 p.m., I see breaking news. Mike Trout out six to eight weeks. I mean, just a little side story. Uh, I was listening to what Mike Trout was telling reporters today, and he thought maybe he popped his Achilles. That would have been scary and I know I talk a lot of crap about Mike Trout on this pod but he's still a beast right now he is playing like the best dude in baseball maybe Otani actually is playing like the uh, I think Otani's playing a uh, more valuable baseball right now but still Trout's been a beast this year you never want to see one of the premier players in baseball go down so uh prayers out to Mike Trout but D-backs now on the season they are five and a half back of the wild card six games below 500 they still got three more games against the Dodgers, so they still have a chance. And it's all going to start with Corbin Martin, the guy the D-backs had to call up today because of all the injuries. So he'll be on the mound today going against Julio, Julio Urias. And I'm going to get this pot out to you guys before that game starts because I want you guys to hear a breakdown of Corbin Martin before you see him tonight. So we'll see how many of you guys actually listen to this before the game starts. But before we break down Corbin Martin... I want to first talk to you guys about Wealth Front. 
Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diverse, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets. You can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash MLB. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash MLB. That's Wealthfront.com. W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on MLB to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB and get started today. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts your car will ever need in a traditional chain store front. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into it and let's talk about Corbin Martin and what he's bringing to the Arizona Dimebacks because the D-backs pretty soon are going to have three of the top four guys or not, I guess not three of the top four, but they will have three of the four guys they acquired in that Zach Ranke trade on their major league roster. And yes, J.B. Bruskakis is out right now, but at least we've been able to see three of the four guys make an impact on the major league roster this season. And the only dude we haven't seen yet is Seth Beer, who is having a great start to a season down in uh, down in. Triple uh, A. I had his numbers here, but I don't know where they went off my notes. But I do remember he's batting like 326 with 999 OPS. He's absolutely, he's absolutely crushing Triple A pitching right now. And who knows? Maybe we'll see him on the major league level uh, sometime soon. I imagine it might be uh, another injury that would be a reason to bring him up because Paven Smith can play first with Christian Walker out right now. Seth Beer is not a great defender, as, as as everyone likes to say. So we might need a DH before we see him on the major league level. But I digress because we're here to talk about Corbin Martin, who was called up today because Luke Weaver is heading to the injured list. I guess the uh, Weaver is uh, more hurt than we thought. I, I still don't think it's considered that serious, but serious enough where he had to go on the 10-day injured list and that, that's a big blow to this D-backs rotation with now Mazza Bumgarner too. Uh, you know, we, we don't know how serious the Bumgarner in, uh, injury is, but he left yesterday's game. Hopefully, he doesn't go on the injured list. Luke Weaver already is on the injured list. We got Zach Gallon already on the injured list. That's three of your five rotation members out. Oh, and we can't forget Taylor Weiner, 
who should be coming back soon, but he's coming off the injured list. I think he's rehabbing right now in AAA, so that's literally four-fifths of your rotation down to injury, and the only man standing is the least effective one who's been pretty good in his last two uh, starts. Actually, Merrill Kelly has been moving in the right direction, but still, Luke Weaver moving to the injured list. So we're going to see Corbin Martin now, that prized pitcher, from the Zach Greinke trade. There, there's more noise around Corbin Martin than there was around the J.B. Braskakis because of the potential Corbin Martin has as a starter. And so far this season, he's made two starts for the Aces. He's 1-0 with a 1-8-6 year, right? Struck out 14, but, but he's walked six over 9.2 innings of work. And so Corbin Martin, he's got the stuff to be a strikeout artist, but the issue with him, like a J.B. Braskakis, uh, he, his walk rate has gone up a lot since 2019. He started walking a lot of batters. So that's going to be an area he's going to have to fix because the command on the big league level uh, has to be way more improved than what it was on the minor league level for him to be a real major league uh, starting pitcher. Because if you don't have good command, guys are going to be walking all day. And then when they zone in or lock in on your pitches, they're just going to be crushing them. So Corbin Martin going to have to work on that command. But what does his arsenal look like, you ask? Well, let me tell you, because Corbin Martin has a pretty stellar fastball. That's probably his best pitch. That thing operates between the 94 to 95 mile an hour range, a lot harder than what Luke Weaver throws. And probably the hardest throwing guy on the, would be the hardest throwing guy in the rotation, maybe next to his Zach Gallon. I would have to compare the numbers, but they're probably pretty comparable. And then his fastball sits in that mid 90s, but he can reach back and get up to at least 98 if he has to. So he has a real gear to throw some heat when he has to. And the great thing about his fastball has running action, has great movement on it so if you care about those rpms all those rotations per minute this is the guy for you he he makes a lot of bat swing and miss with that fastball but he also has great secondary pitches he can get strikeouts with both of his breaking balls his slider is a little bit more major league ready let's say than his uh curveball probably at, at, at this time but still pretty good curveball pretty good slider his slider is probably a plus slider with just a solid curveball he also has a changeup, but that's more of a newer pitch for him that he's been working into his arsenal over the last few years so he's really more of a fastball slider guy throwing in the occasional curveball and then the real rare changeup, which we probably won't see too much unless it's going against left-handed hitters that's really the best time uh when corbin martin likes to throw that change up but this guy is a stud and he will be making his first start tonight as i said before against julio urias and urias is a guy who doesn't have the best numbers at home uh Urias is making his fifth start at home, and he's 2-0 with a 4.1 ear rate in his previous four home starts, but in his last home start against the Seattle Mariners, he threw seven innings of only one run ball, so he's coming off a pretty hot start back at Dodger Stadium, and so it's going it's gonna to take a pretty good effort tonight by Corbin Martin uh, for the D-backs to get the win, but really if the D-backs want to win tonight, it's going to come down to the offense because the offense has been struggling recently, which we're going to talk more about in the third segment, and we're also going to be doing power rankings, which I forgot to mention because the ringer just dropped uh, their power rankings for the first quarter of the season. So this is not week by week power rankings. This is the first quarter of the season power rankings. I'll tell you where they have the Arizona Diamondbacks. But for tonight's game, we need the offense to come through for the D-backs to win tonight. It can't be all Corbin Martin. I think a good Corbin Martin 
good Corbin Martin start tonight will still probably be three uh, runs at the very least. I can see five innings, three runs, 90 pitches tonight for Corbin Martin, five strikeouts, three walks. That's the kind of start I'm predicting uh, before uh, the game starts tonight. And so I'm excited to see him, but the offense has to come through for the D-backs to win. And as I said before, three of the four Astros guys acquired in that deal from that Zach Greinke trade now uh, making impacts for the D-backs. Josh Rojas, he's been balling this season, 290 average, 848 OPS, five home runs on the year. J.B. Bruscakis, not too much, eight earned runs, 8.2 innings pitch, eight strikeouts, two walks on the season. So we've seen both the ceiling and the floor of the Zach Greinke trade. Josh Rojas is showing us that he can be a, a stud infielder for this D-backs team that can also play some outfield. And J.B. Bruscakis showed his flashes in spring training, but right now, is showing us that he's not ready to take over a big workload. So we'll see where Corbin Martin fits into that. He might just slide right in between. Not as hot as a Joshua Haas, but maybe not as cold as a J.B. Bruscakis. So I'm excited either way. This is the guy uh, fans have been clamoring to see for a while now, as I always see on Twitter, where is Corbin Martin? Well, he's going to be here tonight, and we'll uh, hopefully get him some runs on the board so he can win tonight's game. But the way the offense has been producing recently, I probably wouldn't be expecting a big offensive performance from the D-backs tonight. Now, we'll actually discuss the struggles offensively and talk a little power rankings. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Bet Online because Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? If you don't know, well, you're missing out because they got coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There is something for everyone. And Built Bars are not just great tasting. They're healthy too. That's the reason why I love them because I'm a health conscious guy. I go to the gym when I can and a Built Bar is perfect for that post-gym workout. They're low in calorie, low in sugar, but high in protein and high in fiber. So it's great for those gains and if you're on a keto diet. If you want to get in on the Built Bar promo code, just go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built Bar. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into it and let's discuss uh, first these power rankings by The Ringer. Uh, the Ringer, I, I listen to a lot of their podcasts and you know, I read a decent amount of their stuff. And I was coming through, coming across this one article, Power Rankings, through the first quarter of the MLB season. 
and I was looking through a whole bunch of power rankings today, and I gotta be honest, guys, uh, they're they're not too nice to the D-backs right now, and they're probably pretty accurate as well. That's the thing that hurts the most is the D-backs are ranked pretty low in a lot of these rankings, and it's probably pretty accurate, but the ringer have the D-backs the lowest of all their power rankings. Now, remember, the other power rankings that I was looking at before the ringers were week by week. The ringers were through the first quarter of the season. So that could play into their rankings as to why the D-backs are so low. But this is where they have the Arizona Diamondbacks ranked in the whole landscape of baseball through the first quarter of the season. 27th. Right now, the ringer thinks the D-backs are the 27th best team in the major leagues, and this is what they had to say. Is Madison Bumgarner back in nine starts last year in Arizona? Bumgarner posted a 6.48 ERA, which actually flattered his 9.04 DRA and his 88.4 miles per hour fastball velocity. But eight starts into 2021, Bumgarner's fastball velo is up two and a half miles per hour. His ERA and DRA are both in the low to mid fours, and he's thrown a seven inning no hitter. And that's including a three start span to start the season in which Bumgarner's ERA was in double digits. Since April 18th, Bumgarner is four and one in five starts with an ERA of 0.9, an opponent OPS of 0.370, and 34 strikeouts against just two walks in 30 innings. So that whole blurb was pretty much about Bumgarner, not really about how the D backs have looked this season, but I can't blame the rider. For putting the D-backs 27th and really if you the D-backs recently are really shooting themselves in the foot when it comes to uh, these rankings because the D-backs offense is just going cold recently and I can't exactly pinpoint as to what what the reason is. I, I think it's honestly just because of uh, injuries and the, the lineup always being in flux because the D-backs, if you just look at their splits, over the last two weeks, uh, it's not very pretty. They have a 221 batting average as a team over the last two weeks, a 296 OBP, uh, 334 slugging. That's good for a 630 OPS. Uh, they have 43 walks to 125 strikeouts during that time. It just has not been pretty for the D-backs recently as a team. And if you're looking at some of the, just the uh, just the individual performances from the team recently, uh, most guys are batting uh, batting 250 or worse basically over the last 14 starts. And the guys who are not are not healthy. Adrubal Cabrera and Carson Kelly are batting over 330 over the last 14 days, but both of them are not in the lineup. The only guys batting above 250 over the last 14 days are Josh Rojas, who's batting 370, and Andrew Young, who's batting 364. And we haven't seen a lot of Andrew Young. So really, Josh Rojas is the only other guy. After him, it drops down to Paven Smith, who's batting 250 over the last 14 days. And after Paven Smith, it goes to Christian Walker, who's not on the team right now either because of injury. Then it goes to Nick Ahmed at 209. Then Steven Vogt, 200. And then everyone else on this D-back in this D-back lineup over the last 14 days is batting below 200. And so, uh, it, it, the D-backs offense is struggling mightily right now. Tim LeCastro, Dalton Varsho, Dan Meter, Escobar, all those guys, Peralta, all of them are struggling big time right now. And for this D-backs team to, 
you know, pay make up some ground in this division. They're going to have to win some games against the Dodgers. They got the Rockies coming up next. They have to start stringing together wins. And I know the injuries are kicking their butts right now because I actually have the injuries pulled up here. Luke Weaver, 10-day injured list. Madison Bumgarner, he's day-to-day. But I wouldn't be surprised with the way the season has gone for him to be going on the injured list. Ketel Marte, 10-day IL. Cabrera, 10-day IL. Widener, 10-day IL. Davinsky, 60-day IL. Uh, Cole Calhoun, 60-day IL. J.B. Braskakis, 10-day IL. Carson Kelly, 10-day IL. Christian Walker, 10-day IL. Zach Allen, 10-day IL. Tyler Clippard, 60-day injured list. That's more than 10 dudes off this roster who are not playing for the Arizona Diamondbacks right now. Toy Lovello has talked about how he's never seen a season so bad from a managerial standpoint for the roster not being healthy. And I'm not sure why it's happening to the D-backs team. What, 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 who did they, you know, piss off? What, what karmic gods are coming against the D-backs right now? Because it is not des- deserving for this team. This team was bad last year in 2020. And I thought they were going to, you know, maybe write that ship in 2021. I thought these players were going to be closer to their 2019 version of themselves than their 2020 version i think that was partly the case at least for the beginning of 2021 i think that was partly the case uh david peralta i think he's looked solid for most of the year can't tell Marte, we know he was balling to start the year yeah escobar he's he's hitting uh he still hasn't been hitting the same but at least the power's been back for him this year christian walker is really the only guy who hasn't looked good this year and he was actually solid in 2020 so uh, I think most of these offensive players have looked pretty solid when they're healthy, but just so many of these guys are in and out the lineup. They don't know what position they're playing on a given day. It's just a lot for these guys to handle and to think about, and it's just so much more information that they then have to process when it comes to what defensive positions they're playing. They have to look at different scouting reports, maybe depending on different defensive positions they're playing, uh, where they're batting in their lineup might affect their approach as well. So there are just so many different variables that are going into why the D-backs are winning and losing right now than just their raw stats because there are definitely numbers that probably tell you why the D-backs offense is struggling. But I think just the the inconsistency from who's playing every day in that lineup is a big reason. And I I think they're just bad juju right now over this D-backs team because their pitching over the last 14 days has actually improved a lot. Uh, Zach Allen, before he got hurt, had a 1.5 ERA, only one start. Of course, he only made one start over the last 14 days, but he only gave up one earned run in that start. Bumgarner over the last 14 days has been good uh, outside of last night, of course. Taylor Clark over the last 14 days was pretty good as well. Uh, 284 over his last 14 days. Matt Peacock is in the mid threes over the last 14 days. Uh, Merrill Kelly over his last two starts has a 375 ERA. Alex Young, 386, uh, 386 ERA over the last 14 days. So there is some... Things moving in the right direction direction for the pitching from the bullpen to the starters over the last 14 days. But the offense is moving in the completely other direction. And this D-backs team, uh, I don't know if they'll ever get it together this season. I still have hope, but they have to get healthy. And the great, the best thing about these injuries, if there even is a positive about these injuries, is a lot of them aren't season ending. Yes, Davinsky and Cole Calhoun are on 60-day injured list, but... Cole Calhoun's the only one I care about. Davinsky hasn't even been good this season, so that, so that might actually be a blessing in disguise. But 
Kenton Marte is right around the corner. He should be coming back in the next couple of days. Taylor Widener should be back soon as well. Luke Weaver, it's only the 10-day injured list. So this team could get healthy relatively quickly. But so far, they've had the season from hell. And there's nothing you can bank on going right for this team because that's just the season the D-backs are having right now. And they've just been extremely unfortunate to start the year. Now that's it for this edition of the Locked On Dimebacks podcast. Go to the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Buskowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy. Come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!